I'm Kyle Mylan, and after 20 years in manufacturing, nobody knows more than me about industrial marketing and technical sales. I was the problem, the only one stopping me. I didn't like it, I had to refocus. Now I'm devoted, I know where I'm going. Controlling emotions, I'm owning the moment. In order to get it, see, you gotta want it. This type of film make a living break. For today's talk shop, we're bringing in Jim Mayer of Pico Strategies. And it's not gonna be me interviewing him. It's gonna be Nancy Bell, my marketing manager, and they're gonna talk about some interesting stuff. Definitely gonna get funny on this episode, so you guys need to watch it. Hi, everyone. I'm Nancy Bell, and I am the marketing manager here at MFG Tribe. My guest today is Jim Mayer, and I'm very excited to be speaking with him. Hi, Jim. Hi, Nancy. So let's dive in. I know that you've been in manufacturing for 20 years. Yeah. So talk about your background a little bit. So uh, my background really started, I, I began actually in construction and was building houses in Northwestern Colorado and got really tired of falling off of roofs and was approached by a company that said, you know how to use this shit, please make sure you go ahead and, and sell it to the right people. So they brought me on board. I worked for them for a number of years and uh, in the course of working for them in Southern California, uh, where I moved over to, I walked into this magical place called a machine shop. And it was one of the neatest places that I'd ever seen because it took what I had done on the construction side with wood, but they were making components out of metal. And it was the first time that I'd seen anything like it outside of a shop class, but we didn't have lathes or mills or anything like that. We just had vendors and, and drill presses. Started out calling on machine shops for this small distributor in, in California and, and progressed my career from there. Worked then for uh, Kent selling factory automation supplies, go, no, go sensors. Then with uh, a very large industrial distributor for a, a number of years, about 12 years, then went over to the nonprofit side and uh, wanted to give back to this industry that I love so much and worked for the National Tooling and Machining Association for a couple of years. Uh, really loved that, really loved connecting with the members and, and the OEMs in the manufacturing space. And uh, spent the previous two years to this working for uh, what's now Big Diashella, used to be Big Kaiser. Uh, really enjoyed my time there. Uh, but at the end of last year, it, it, it came apparent to me that what I had started doing in about 2019, helping companies look at employee engagement within their, their shops uh, really was going to be needed. And, and so I went full-time with TCO Strategies and went full-time this year. And it's been a blast. I, I've loved every minute of it. Uh, get to work with a lot of shops, mainly manufacturers under a hundred employees, machine shops specifically. And, and I love it. Love every minute. So whenever you and I talked before, there were certain things that, okay, not the bourbon, but, okay. <laughs> when we talked before, we were talking about your engagement with companies on their culture and how important that was. We also talked about their leadership needed some assistance yep. and you expressed you know, the concerns that companies had and how that comes about, how bad culture comes about. So why don't you talk about that just a little bit and 
how you go in and analyze companies for that and then help them with their culture and their leadership. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the most staggering statistics right now is that turnover in manufacturing is 44.3%. And that turnover rate is, is directly correlated to the company culture. I've heard for a lot of years that we can't find people or people are willing to leave for a dollar or two dollars or over COVID, it got down to people are leaving for 50 cents more an hour. And, And that may be true, but money isn't everything. And if you have a healthy culture that supports your people, that uh, supports development of leaders and, and really connects the mission and vision of the company to the job description that the, that employee has, that's how you keep people. That's how you keep people engaged. The engagement surveys that I've been doing for the last couple of years all have very common themes in them. And, and, Culture, company culture being one, leadership is another huge issue. As we both know in manufacturing, a lot of times the the next person on the org chart gets promoted into leadership positions when somebody dies or retires or, or quits. And that doesn't lend to a lot of skill set when you're promoting somebody who's worked as an individual contributor for a lot of years. So we get into this situation where somebody's promoted into a leadership position and they don't know the first thing about how to lead people. They know how to do the job very, very well, but they don't know how to lead people. And so they revert back to uh, how they were led when they first came in or, or how their previous leaders had, had led them. And it creates a cycle of toxicity and, and that leads people who may feel like they're not making enough per hour to leave. It's all about the support that they, they perceive that they're not getting from their leadership team. So when, you, when somebody approaches you, is it because they know that they have an issue with their culture and their leadership or is it because of a suggestion box <laughs> that maybe an employee has put something in and the management says, well, you know, maybe we should take a look at this. But usually where does that, where does that initiation come from? Most of the initiation that's come this year uh, from, from clients that I'm currently working with and past clients has been because of education that I've put out there. Uh, a lot of manufacturers don't even know that, that this is a problem or if they do know that it's a problem, they don't know that the true cost of, of turnover that, and how much that affects not only the, their bottom line, but also getting product out the door. So it, it, it can cause a lot of, of issues, uh, turnover uh, as a, a total cost there. So when you go into these companies, I know leadership and mentoring is one of the, the silos that you fill. So when you take, when you usually take somebody and you mentor them, how does, what does that process look like? So there have been different ways that we've connected people with mentorship programs. One of the things that that we've done successfully for one of my clients is we took business students from a MBA program close to uh, my client's location. And we actually paired uh, MBA in process students with uh, emerging leaders at this organization. It helped give 
kind of a peer-to-peer mentoring type scenario where it wasn't somebody that was uh, established in the company or in the, the industry, but it was somebody who had gained a lot of knowledge and the mentorship actually went both ways because the people in the shop, the emerging leaders uh, within the shop got a lot of business skills that they don't necessarily get on a regular basis. But the business student then also got some understanding of what practical employees are looking for and, and how the real world actually works. Right. Uh, so that was that's probably been one of our more successful uh, mentoring programs that we've helped set up for a client, but look forward to, to other ideas and other ways to, to set up mentorship programs. One of the things that we talked about when we were on our call was how you had gone into a company and you had brought a lot of, how do I say this delicately, needs to their attention. <laughs> yeah. And they were doing well while you were in and around but as soon as you left yeah that fell off again is yeah. that is that a common theme in manufacturing or is it becoming less and less no it's it's a common theme and and it's a common theme Nancy for really any company one thing that that companies need to understand is they're going through a cultural transformation change management doesn't happen overnight it's, it's an ongoing process and, and you have to continually work at it and you have to put the right people in the right seats within your organization to help through that, that cultural change, through the change management process so that it doesn't revert. Because, Nancy, one of the biggest issues that I've seen with companies and clients that I've worked with is once you bring somebody in uh, that talks about healthy culture, that helps and, and puts that roadmap in front of them, whether it's TCO strategies or, or somebody else, if you don't follow through, if you don't continue uh, with the work that needs to be done, the day-to-day operational work, you really get to a point where your employees then become less engaged because they heard how great it can be. And now those things aren't being followed through. There was a plan put in place and it was shared with the entire organization, but those things aren't happening. And, and that really can, can crush uh, employee engagement in, in, in the culture itself within your organization if, if the ongoing work isn't completed. Yeah, so I'm just curious, after you, after you leave a company, after doing this assessment and putting things into place, do you ever have employees reach out to you and say, my employer is not following the protocol that you put in place Yeah, as a concern? Uh, with every client that I've worked with so far, that's happened. And my advice every time is to, is, is we built a, a culture of accountability and a, a culture of trust in the work that we did. And, and that's really what we aim to, to implement is that trust and that accountability that, so that these companies can can achieve the results that they're looking to achieve. And, and so if if the trust is there, if, if there's truly a two-way street of trust, these employees that are contacting me, whether it's phone call, text, or email, I, I tell them, talk to your owner, talk to the manager, talk to the supervisor, talk to the person who's put in charge, uh, because you should be able to hold them accountable for doing the things that they said that they would do 
to make this place a better place to work. And so we know that with the younger generation coming in, and I say that because, well, you know why. It's, it's, we don't have to explain it. So, so with the younger generation coming in, and they have different expectations, and I think in a lot of cases, rightfully so, everybody wants to be heard right. Everybody wants to know that they're proving their worth and that they're appreciated for the job that they're doing. So whenever, I'm just curious, when you go into these companies and you're, you're dealing with the younger generation, what are the primary things that concern them the most? I think the biggest concern is not knowing, again, going back to that connection of what their job, their role within the organization is and how that connects to the mission and vision of the company. They want to know that they're doing something that's part of the greater good. And that could be the greater good as far as putting people into space or making, uh, you know, parts that go into the human body to help grandma walk better. Or it could be as simple as connecting their job function to the mission of the company and they believe in the mission of the company. But if, if those things aren't defined and their job and their role within the organization isn't connected to that, they become disengaged very quickly, quicker than most generations. And they will leave quicker than, than most previous generations. So making sure that you have created that connection for them and, and are able to connect those dots is, is super important. This, these younger generations, uh, are, have, they were born with technology that I had to learn. Nancy, you, I, I don't know if you're old enough that you had to learn the technology. You, you might've been born yes, using yes. a smartphone, um, nope. but I, I had to learn this technology. They, they've been, I mean, my daughter this morning, I, my phone got an update. She had to show me how to change the font on the clock because I didn't like it. And I didn't think <laughs> I'm that old, but my 12 year old daughter had to do that for me this morning. Right. They have access to information and not only do they have access to this information, they know how to share it. And so mm -hmm. part of the biggest issue that we run into with the younger generation is if they work in an industry or for a company that doesn't have a good culture, that doesn't support what they're looking for, they will share that, whether that's on Reddit or Glassdoor or a variety, LinkedIn, it doesn't matter. They will share it. And that branding that the my client has been working hard to, to fix that perception of their culture and, and what they do, that branding goes right out the window the minute that a, a, a younger person or any employee uh you know, put something on the internet. It, it takes yeah, a lot. Yeah, tweets it or puts a post out. Yeah. 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 See, I was, I, that's, that was going to be my next question. You just beat me to it. So initially, whenever you came to MFG and we had our conversation, we had our discovery call, what was the primary reason that you came to us? Because I can't do everything myself. MFG, Greta was phenomenal in, in talking with me and then setting up the meeting that you and I had. What I've realized as, as a business owner in the manufacturing space, even though I don't manufacture anything other than healthy cultures, is that I, I, I'm not an expert at everything. 
right? And I'm not equipped to do the things that the MFG tribe is able to do. You guys have resources to be able to crawl the SEO of my website. I don't have that. I'm sure I could find it, but even if I found a tool to do that, I wouldn't know what to do with it. And and Nancy, you've been able to uh, run that crawl of my website, give me pointers on where my website is strong, but also more importantly, where it's weak and what we can do to to get that up to par to to create a more compelling message and uh, change the, the perception of what TCO Strategies is. And one of the other things we talked about was partnering because the companies that you were working with needed a social presence, Absolutely. which goes back to the, you know, to the employees commenting and tweeting and, and a lack of presence for the company brand on their social pages. And one of the things that these companies are really looking for is to attract people into their space and to gain employment. So can you speak about that just a little bit? Absolutely. A lot of the manufacturers I work with, they don't use their website to get new business. That's not something that I typically see as a need out of my client base is them using their website to market themselves for new business. But what their website can be used for and it should be used for is recruiting and retention, going out and finding the best of the best that fit what their mission is. And you and I both know that a number of manufacturers have single page with a list of their machines and a couple of photos of the, the products that they've made. And that's that's what they call their online presence. And that's not going to help get new talent in the door or retain the talent that they have. Yeah, because I think that I think that we find that that's one of the, the shortfalls within the manufacturing industrial industry is there's not a lot of presence on social. There's not a lot of Uh, companies that put an emphasis on their website. And in order for potential employees to find out about a company, you need an About Us page so that they can go and read about what your company's about. They want to see the posts that other employees have, have put out there about, are you a good company to work for? And I think that I think that's a very important factor in attracting new talent. Absolutely. You, you've got to re- be able to attract talent uh, and, and retain them somehow. And, and having a robust online presence is, is a great step in that direction. Well, I think it's just wonderful that, that you go in and you, you're concerned about the culture and that you teach people about these skills. I think it's a, a very much needed skill set. Thank if you, you will, <laughs> for the industrial industry. And I wish you all the, the luck in the world and, you know, getting new clients, because I think that it's, especially as we've talked about with, you know, the up and coming younger generation, they are so smart. I work with younger people and I am amazed by them constantly. Well, I, I, it's been an absolute pleasure and I can't think of anything, anybody better to start my first live with than you with you. I really appreciate it. We make a powerful team, Nancy. Okay, well, we're gonna close up for now, but we appreciate you joining us today. Everybody, please be sure to go over to our YouTube channel, 
and subscribe. Turn on your notifications and be sure to go over to LinkedIn and find me. Send me a connection request. As long as you're not trying to sell me some shit, I'll connect with you. Thank you so much. Bye. Well, that's it for this episode. If you got value out of it, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with one person you know. And if you can, leave me a review because it really helps me out. If you want to check out my other content, go over to YouTube. I've got a channel over there as well as find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook under my name, Kyle Mylan. I will see you on the next one.